Now, today, I'm so excited to be joined on the show by sophomore Auburn gymnast Sophia Growth at 12 years old. Sophia was a junior national champion on beam and has already made an immediate impact during her two years on the Plains. Last season, she was the fresh SEC Freshman of the Week four times, an NCAA Second Team All-American, UCGA First Team All-American, and 2022 All-SEC Selection. Sophia, thank you so much for joining me today on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And obviously, Auburn Gymnastics generating a lot of excitement these last two years, your two years on the Plains. I want to kick things off by kind of going back to last year a bit, your freshman season, your first season of college gymnastics, and it is without question the greatest season in Auburn program history. It seemed like week by week you guys were breaking record after record. So then how do you and the team as a whole go into this year and not worry too much about the expectations and the pressure that comes with following a historic season like last year? Yeah, no, last year I couldn't have asked for a better freshman season. I committed between 8th grade and ninth grade, and so I had a, four years of anticipation built up, and I really just came in guns a and I think that really helped me just get acclimated to the environment and just want to do it for myself and for the team. And then, yeah, like you said, we broke records week after week, and it was so exciting. And I didn't have anything to compare it to, so I didn't know anything different, but I knew that it was a special team for sure. And then coming into this year with all of last year, I think we really just wanted to build off of it. And we have a new team, new staff, and we knew there were going to be some adjustments, but we were also excited because we knew our capability and we knew that we had everything in the bag just to continue to build off of last year. Right, and you mentioned committing at the in the eighth grade. I read that in Justin Lee's great story that he wrote about you last year. So I wanted to ask you about that because obviously Auburn has become such a household name these last two years, two straight sellouts. But you committed four years or in your eighth grade, which was now six years ago, right? And obviously Auburn was a program on the rise. But what about it for you that made you want to commit to Auburn, especially considering you had offers from Oklahoma, which was one of the perennial powers? Yes, so. I was very young. I was 14 and I didn't even know what college was really. I didn't I knew what I wanted to do with my life, but I was so young. And coming on my visits, I knew that Auburn was actually 5th out of 5 on my list going into my visits. And when I got to the plains, I knew that it was home because the family environment and the feel and the resources and just the support overall, I knew nothing else would compare. And I also wanted to make sure I prioritize myself as a person and not just as an athlete because I'm not just an athlete. And I think Auburn has a really good balance balance system of that where the coaches and the staff and everybody wants you to succeed as a person and outside of school in addition to being an athlete. Right. And you mentioned sort of the way you felt coming on to Auburn. And in these last two years, the crowds have been enormous. The support for Auburn Gymnastics has been crazy. You yourself have become a bit of a fan favorite because of the way you express yourself on beam and on floor every time you're smiling, every time you stick a landing. I want to ask you where that kind of comes from because when we talked to Darion Goburn earlier this year, she said that her expressiveness is about connecting with the audience, where for you, is that the same thing or is that just something that just comes naturally? It is definitely about connecting with the audience, but for me in club, I 
took gymnastics very seriously, and it was not a fun thing for me. It was more of a business and my job. And then coming into college, I knew I was working for something so much bigger than myself, and it wasn't just me doing my gymnastics. It was for the team, too. And I think, honestly, I don't remember how it all happened. Last year, I would do a scale, and then my mouth would just open. And I... (laughs) It took me like half the year to realize like what that joy was. And I think I've pieced it together and it's just the joy of the fans. It's just all of it combined is an inexplicable amount of happiness that I've never felt doing gymnastics. And I really just do it now for the joy and love for the sport and the people. And I think if you love Auburn, Auburn's going to love you right back. And I feel like, you know, I just couldn't imagine a better place to be. Back here in the Bradley Basin WEGL studio, this is Compact Discourse on Weagle 91.1 FM and WeagleFM.com if you're not in the Auburn Opelika Megaplex. I'm Alex Houston, your Tuesday host, joined by Auburn Gymnastics Head Coach Jeff Graba. Got a couple questions here. We were talking about it a bit in the break, but before that, I got a question from our program director, Logan Hurston, who is the host of Beat Drop, one of our Weagle music shows, and WWEGL, for that might give you a hint of what this is about. He wanted to ask you about Darion Goburn's deal with the WWE that's like a talent. Do you, is there any, I know obviously coaches aren't super involved, but what can you tell us about that deal and anything you know about it? Yeah, um, actually, when she's, I think it was after she signed with them, but. Um, but it was there's been some events that she's had to, um, or or been lucky enough, I guess, to go to go be a part of, and uh, so so we've talked about it because you know she might miss a practice or something like that. Um, I'm I'm in, I'm fascinated with it too. It's it it appears, it, and she'll probably be better off. You can ask her next week if you if you get a chance. But um, they the the WWE does a really good job of developing young talent and and helping build uh, social media brands. So uh, when you sign on, that's one of the things is they're going to try to figure out if if you're good for them, but you also get to figure out if if they're good for you. So she's in that contract right now. It's like a year where they're just making sure that. You know, they look for performers, which she is. They look for for athletic people, which she is. Um, they look for people who are capable of building their brand and and helping um, the WWE, which she's fully capable of that. So I think it, it it appears to me to be a really good relationship. Yeah, I think. I mean, I I certainly the the WWE is a very unpredictable company itself, but I personally think she's kind of tailor-made for that entire business just in terms of the natural charisma that she has while yeah. she's on the floor. I'm just and- not sure she's going to I I joke with her all the time. I'm not I can I don't know if I can see her jumping off the top rope and and uh, you know or choking somebody out. I'm I'm not sure I can see Dee doing that, but maybe I mean, <laughs> gymnastics is death-defying as anything sometimes. <laughs> so she could certainly just be flying off the top rope anytime. Who knows, obviously. And this kind of goes something we were talking about over the break. Being a coach in gymnastics is different than I think any sport cuz at least from a viewing standpoint, it doesn't look like you're calling plays necessarily like football or basketball. So what exactly are your tasks for you specifically during a gymnastics meet? Uh, a lot more is going on behind the scenes than we let on um, 
mostly because you you can't bring anxiety down on the floor. It anxiety is not helpful in our sport. In some sports, it is actually helpful. A lot of energy and and a lot of anxiety can be helpful in in football and basketball and uh, you know some pretty aggressive sports like that. Ours, we try to mask that as best we can. So we might be making major decisions and just whispering in somebody's ear. Um, but we're, we're look. We're changing routines. R- r- the actual routine an athlete is doing can change on the floor. We change lineups on the floor, which means you can change the whole lineup before the event starts. As soon as the event starts, you can pull people out of certain spots, but you have to replace them in certain spots. So you have to have set your lineup up pretty well before that, because you could limit your options if you get into a pickle. Um, a lot of that's what's going on. Uh, talking with the with the judges and the and the meet ref, trying to make sure that what they're seeing is what you're seeing. That that type of thing. Um, and then you know warm ups, making sure people are healthy, making watching technique, making sure they're actually doing the 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 flipping the way you need them to do the flipping. Because anxiety and energy and all that type of stuff can change technique. You get a little bit too juiced up, you can actually mess yourself up. So the, the coach needs to be there to help them figure that out. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back inside the Bradley-based WEGL 91.1 FM studio as we continue to give Noah a breather during Auburn Soccer's spring exhibition. The Tigers lead the way over the Georgia Bulldogs, 1-0, or 1-0, as they say, after a goal from Carly Thatcher in the 36th minute broke the tie. Thatcher is honoring Brandy Chastain on her jersey today. Chastain played for the U.S. Women's National Team from 1988 to 2004, scoring 30 goals as a defender and midfielder in 192 caps, becoming a two-time FIFA Women's World Cup champion and two-time Olympic gold medalist. A vital part of the U.S. Women's National Team in the early years, Chastain had the game-winning penalty shootout goal in the 1999 FIFA Women's World Cup final, taking the win over China. She was inducted into the National Soccer Hall of Fame in 2017, the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame in 2018, and was named to the U.S. Women's National Team All-Time Best 11 in 2013. Now let's take a look around the Plains today. Auburn baseball and Auburn softball were both at home today. Baseball won the series over the Georgia Bulldogs with two come-from-behind victories on Friday and Saturday and are looking for the sweep today. Auburn's bullpen has been spent all weekend, and today is more of the same, with the Bulldogs currently up 8-2 and the game heading to the bottom of the fifth. Butch Thompson brought in Parker Carlson. He's the third pitcher on the mound today for the Tigers. Auburn softball weekend began with a delayed start, with the first game of the series being played today. And due to inclement weather that is expected in the area tomorrow, today will be a doubleheader for Mickey Dean and his squad. The Tigers are up on Missouri 4-0, currently in the bottom of the fifth after a two-run homer from Aubrey Lisenby extended Auburn's lead. That covers the biggest news and stories around Auburn athletics today. Now we will send it back to the field after a PSA break, and I'll be back here for the postgame show. You are listening to Auburn Soccer on Weagle 91.1 FM, WeagleFM.com, and in conjunction with the Auburn Sports Network. You want to avoid is now it's Libero. Ellie McKissick up to serve. Received by Morton. Set up by Barrett. That's Kendall Kemp. And the height is just too much. Auburn in the lead, 14-13. Great set right there by Barrett there. It wasn't the hardest of spikes, but it was just a technical play right there. Just all around, great work by the Tigers. That's what sets them apart with the amount of assists they have this year. Absolutely, especially with someone like Kendall Kemp standing at six foot six. Akasha Anderson with the serve over the net. Set up again by the Gators. And off the hands of Barrett and Kemp. And now we're tied again at 14-14. 
and no one seems to be able to pull away. I mean, these right now, at least, it seems like these are two evenly matched teams, despite their rankings. Florida at 14 and Auburn right now at 37th. Absolutely, and the Gators had a very tough schedule with a lot of ranked opponents. Sent over the net, received by Morton, set up for Madison Shear, and what a kill going right at Ellie McKissick, the libero. Yep, just right to the left there, great set. And it looks like we've got a media timeout as it is 15 to 14 in favor of the Tigers, and we're going to take a short break as well, but we'll be right back here on Weagle 91.1 FM inside Neville Arena. Back here live inside Neville Arena for Auburn Volleyball against the number 14 Florida Gators. The attendance starting to fill in, the crowd starting to fill in. Last Friday's victory over Tennessee was the seventh largest crowd for a volleyball game in program history. And now I think they might be beating this one, difficult to say. But Carson, a very even match so far, like you were saying. Tell, tell us exactly why it's so even so far. Well, right now, I mean, both teams, Florida right now, does have the advantage in kills, 8-7, to seven, although they do have one more attempt. But I think right now it's because Akasha Anderson's been playing great so far. Three kills already, I believe. Absolutely, so. and she is the instant offense for the Tigers that they've needed so many times this year. And now it looks like we're back in the action as Morton goes to serve Auburn in the lead, 15-14 here on Weagle 91.1 FM. Received by the Gators, set up again, and, and dug out by Morton. Set up for Shear, Shear with a touch, but it is received by the Gators. The Gators set up again, a one-handed stop by Morton, set up for Shear one more time. And that'll be a point for Auburn. It looked like a violation there on the block for the Gators. And Auburn in the lead, 16-14. Yet again, another error by the Gators, and right now, I mean, that's, Auburn's gonna need to take all the help they can get, especially against a tough team like this. Exactly, and Morton up to serve again. Over the net it goes, received by Florida. Set up by number five, that was Stuckey. Received by Slaughter. Set up by Harmon, and just a lot of miscommunication there, and that's the kind of mistake you can't make yeah, against the Gators. Yeah, it seemed like Harmon didn't really know if she was going to set that or if she was going to wait for somebody else to come in and get it. Because traditionally, Slaughter and Morton and Bear will handle that while Shear, Harmon, and Anderson are the attackers. And now it looks like it is number eight, Trinity Adams, set to serve over the net and received by Auburn. Set up for a kill there by Akasha Anderson, but a great block there by the Gators. And another block, another kill there by Shear, and that makes it 17 to 15 in favor of the Tigers. You're exactly right, two evenly matched teams. Yeah, it started off with Akasha Anderson sort of throwing off the two blockers for Florida with a sort of a soft spike, and then it comes back, and then while they're going back up, I mean, just a great spike. And again, the big player for the Gators is six foot five Marina Markova as the service is sent over by Auburn. And they go to Markova again, and what a kill there for the Florida Gators. She is a senior phenom on this team, and is gonna be a difference maker for Florida. That's already her third, or excuse me, I believe that's her fourth kill of the night already. So it's basically right now between Anderson and Markova. Absolutely, is in 17-16 in favor of the Tigers with the service there from Emerson Hoyle. And back and forth they go, received by the Gators, received by Anderson, but that dig goes wide, and now we're tied again, 17-17, all tied up between two very even teams. Seems like Anderson was thrown off there. Kind of body was not positioned correctly. Sort of she was facing right and the ball went left. And sent over by Hoyle again. Received by Zimmerman. And what a play there by Harmon. But it's perfectly dug out by the Tigers. They go to Markova again. 
Morton sets it up. Barrett to Zimmerman. Back forth these teams go. That's Shear again, and that one stays in, and it's a point for Auburn. Another wild rally. 